Welcome to the Run Culture Podcast. My name is Dane Verway. I'm an experienced runner and running physiotherapist. I created this podcast not only so I had an excuse to talk running each and every week, something that I love to do, but more importantly, this podcast gives me the opportunity to interview fellow runners, friends and health professionals in a relaxed and easygoing format. This podcast is designed for the everyday runner, so we can all live, learn, grow and enjoy everything there is to running together. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back everyone to the little mini series that I'm recording, documenting my training towards the Two Bays 56 trail race, which is a trail race happening in early 2020 in Cape Shank, Victoria. I'm doing this because I love listening to podcasts detailing the nerdy gritty detail of why people are choosing to do certain training and their reasoning processes behind it. I love listening to the ups and downs and I love nodding my head or shaking my head or agreeing or disagreeing with why people are doing what. So I hope to sort of get into that kind of detail and I hope you guys enjoy my listening to my training process and, and either learn a bit or can teach me a little bit, um, yeah, rather, about the process too. Uh, anyway, uh, that's later on in the show, but first I have a great chat to a legendary bloke, Ash Watson. Like I promised last week, I wanted to catch up with last year's winner of the Two Bays Trail Run um, and course record holder of the 56K event, Ash Watson. He ran the event last year in a little over four hours and we go over how he found that day and any tips he has for me. We also go over a little bit about what else he's doing in the sport at the moment, but I'll leave that to the interview so you can listen to that there. For anyone who doesn't know Ash, Ash is a radiographer in Ballarat. Um, he has been married for a year and has a lovely young daughter, Sienna. Uh, he was an outstanding junior athlete re- representing Victoria um, as a 12-year-old um, in the 800 metres. He stayed on the track and did a lot of good times on the track, breaking 15 minutes uh, for 5k He then went on as an under-20 to represent Australia at the World Mountain Running Championships in Italy. Then as a 21-year-old, I clearly remember when he came second in 2.24 to a really accomplished marathoner at the time, Rowan Walker, in the Canberra Marathon. He then soon went missing for a number of years for various reasons, but then later has reinvented himself over the last two years as an ultra-slash-trail runner of quite a lot of acclaim. He's making a real imprint on the scene, and anyway, I'll leave the rest of the interview. Here he is, Mr. Ash Watson. Ash, you there? Diesel, as it works. Oh, what a clunky bit of software anyway. We're working now, so that's good. Oh, far out. I thought you just cut out then. I thought that was it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks so much for time. And like, I know you're in New Zealand and uh, with your family, young family, four-month-year-old daughter, Sienna, and with yeah. Jen. Um, yeah, I just wanted to be quick in like 15 or 20 minutes. And I just wanted to have a quick chat and because uh, I'm thinking of doing two bays this year and I've never done it before and acknowledging that you did it last year in a really, really good time. Um, wanted to 
just see, get some tips from you and then also just um, see how you're going. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the little one's asleep now, so uh, I'm nice and relaxed. So it's a good time of night at about nine o'clock when she's asleep. So fire away anytime. Awesome, mate. Um, so, yeah, what brings you to New Zealand? Uh, just a bit of a family holiday, really. So the little one's, uh, Sienna's four months old now. So we thought we'd best try and get a bit of travel out before she gets too old and gets uh, walking around and becoming a, a bit tricky. So it's quite a nice time to travel when she's this age. She sort of just sleeps and eats mostly. And so we can sort of travel as we sort of normally would have without too much changing. So yeah, it's been pretty smooth so far. So, yeah, just a bit of a holiday. Nice. Um, and you're there till Thursday and it's t- Torpo, was, was it? Yeah, quick trip. So we're just here for a week. We flew into Auckland and then just doing a bit of a road trip, a uh, bit of a bit of a clockwise loop, and then we'll get back to Auckland on Thursday and fly home. So just a, a little one just to test that how she'll go and we're thinking of doing a, a bigger trip earlier next year maybe. So this is sort of a, a tester. Nice. Did you go through Rotorua? Yeah, yeah. I was there yesterday. I did a, did a little half marathon actually. So, well, that um, was, smelled nice. Yeah, so I was I was there in Feb, so I've already got a uh, had a bit of a sense of what it's like there. So I'll come back again, talk Jen and the family this time, and um, it does yeah. have a bit of an odor to it. Beautiful yeah. place, really nice place. So I'd recommend going to visit there. Nice. And so have you been um, doing a bit of running, and um, yeah, what kind of training you've been doing over there? Um, I've been running here and there. Um, sort of when I'm on holidays, I don't try and train too seriously i just fit in what i can and it just so happened that was a half marathon on there yesterday so um purely coincidence so i did not plan i told the wife yeah. that we weren't here for running it just happened <laughs> to be on the weekend and our one year anniversary too it's so it happens um but uh, so she let me do that run and it was like a trail half marathon um, yep. so i popped in and did that and then we were just on the road again to here so a really quick little trip as you go uh yeah not bad i come second to a swiss guy i really he's a 222 guy so i wasn't expecting to get get some real tough competition here but we had a good little race till about 18k and then he then he ran off on me at the end but um yeah he was a good runner so i think we ran 75 minutes the both of us he beat me by about 20 seconds yeah nice yeah okay that's not bad Hmm. um and so yeah that's gone quick one year yeah, yeah, absolutely. Time flies and I, it doesn't feel that long though because we've had a little Sienna, so that's kind of been the priority. So we've kind of forgotten about the wedding. It seems like an eternity ago now, but um, yeah. yeah, it does go quick. Yeah. Um, and any, so like with with the trail running, have you got, like you, you might do two bays, you're sort of thinking, think you're still in two minds about it? Yeah, it's a bit of a tough one at yep. the moment because Sienna's so little. And it's hard to, to get out for as much training as I'd like to do. Usually yep. when I have a race like sort of two bays in mind, I really want to be prepared well. Yeah. And it's hard to it's hard to prepare off small mileage for an, a race that goes so long. So I'm trying not to neglect the family too much with my training. So I'm trying I'm doing about hundred K a week, which is good at the moment to keep fit, but it's not really enough to run well for an ultramarathon. Yep. So if I do decide to then I'll have to I'll start doing it soon, and then I get the get the heads up from the the wife to, to yeah. let me. <laughs> what um what did you do before two bays um last year? Like you obviously ran, you know, so well and 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 won it and and did the yeah court course record um like what yeah what what did you um 
what kind of mileage did you cover last year? So I kind of entered last last year's uh, last minute as well because I really only did it as sort of a training race in the lead up to uh, Tarawera, which was six weeks later. Yeah. Um, so the week before I ran 200Ks and the week of I ran 170Ks. Oh, really? So was, yeah. So I'd gone in very, very heavy on the training because it was sort of peak time to get ready for um, Tarawera 100. So um, I didn't really have that much expectations of that I wanted to run hard. Yeah. Uh, it took a lot more out of me than I thought it would have because I ended up running quite solidly. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a tough course and you're obviously running for four hours. So you can't really get away with a race that long yep. without it taking a fair bit out of your body. So I was actually pretty pretty tired for a few weeks after that. Yeah, sure. How many weeks did it, do you reckon it took to recover? Um, well, because it was part of my block, I still kept training the next day. And yep. I think from, from memory, I still ran 140k <laughs> the next week yep. as well. So, But I remember being really fatigued. Normally I can recover relatively well from these longer races but I, I remember it took me two or three weeks and I was a bit worried actually that I overcooked it a little bit for Tarawera but yep. eventually came good and um, yeah, well, it was fun. Yeah okay and um, uh, so like 56k's like what did going into it um, did you know much about the course or um, did you was it the first time that you sort of went over the course um, on the day? Yeah, I had never ran a single step of the course ever. Yeah, okay. So I went in completely blind, which is not what I would recommend for a, an ultra marathon or a trail race because they can be so varied, the terrain. So yep. it is a good idea to know what you're, you're coming up on to. But then in some ways, it's kind of good to go in blind as well because then you you don't fear anything. Yeah, you don't get scared about it. Yeah, so I kind of went in with that attitude and went in trying to race it and try and win. Yep. Um, happens i had good competition last year for a while until dave Byrne had to pull out of the run but um so i was just really racing to try and win and that sort of took care of itself really in the end but yeah yep. i had no idea on the course whatsoever when did um dave pull out so we ran next to each other for the first 24k so just yep. before just so- kind of as you get to the stairs and as you start the descent to the halfway mark, yeah, a little okay. bit of a tumble uh, on one of the, the downhill sections on the stairs. He's a really good technical descender. Yeah. Um, but in this sense, he, he went a bit too hard and actually fell over and uh, okay. whether that contributed to him pulling out or not, uh, it's hard to know. But yeah, so a bit before halfway, I think he ran onto the 36K mark and yep. point he, he pulled off there. But um, after the fall, he then he sort of was gapped a little bit then and just sort of ran in and then decided to call it quits. Yeah. Okay. And um, like, what did you find the hardest part of the course? Like not knowing the course, like what, what did, when you were out there, do you ever have moments where you're like, Oh geez, why am I doing this? Or like, oh, um, how, when does this hill end or. Absolutely. That yeah. kind of happens in any ultra marathon too, at some point yep. but, um, in particular. So the climb back up, after the halfway point, it's tough. It's long. Yeah. I think from memory, it's about three or four K. The mm-hmm. first couple of K is not bad because it's on, on the asphalt. So you can sort of run relatively well. Yep. And it's once you hit the trails and the stairs and the gradient kicks up a little bit, um, that bit's tough. But then once you think you've finished that um, steep section, 
you don't get much of a reprieve before you hit another couple of hills, which you don't really remember going down on the way oh, back. Okay. Yep. And then um, and they're tough. And then probably the hardest parts when you're at about 50, 51K and you hit the stairs at the finish. And by that yep. stage, it's really, really hot as well, usually, because it's yep. summer. Um, and your legs are pretty cooked by that stage. So that's that's a really tough section. But uh, it could be yeah, very weather dependent too. So if it gets hot, you're in a bit of trouble towards the end. Yep. Um, so fingers crossed, it's a cool day for you. Yeah. No, I, th- I think Dion mentioned um, those two spots as well. Um, yeah, um, the hills at uh, the stairs at the end. Um, I think he said he was tripping over, and um, and then yeah, he definitely mentioned that three k hill just after halfway when you go back up half a half a seat. So yeah, that's that's yeah. hard. You'll be you're hard pressed to run sort of any quicker than sort of seven minutes a k up there. So it really yep. hits your average pace hard. Yeah, which which is not good for you, your psyche when you you see you're running four yeah. minute k's and then you're running seven minute k and then suddenly your average blows out to four fifteens and you're like oh. Yeah, that effort is just gone, but um, that's just what trail running is, especially when it's hilly like that. Yep, yep. And like up those the hills when it got pretty um, that the stairs and it got pretty rough and steep. Like, were you able to keep running, or did you have to? Was it more effective to sort of walk? Um, the main one at the halfway, I, I ran pretty much all of that from memory. There was a couple. There's a couple of steps you might have to take. Um, which you can see walking, but mostly yeah. it was running. Yeah. Um, I do remember that last little climb up those stairs. I had to walk for maybe probably 30 seconds to a minute. And yep. it was just nothing, nothing the legs could do at that stage. They're so fatigued from the, the cumulative three in an hours, 30 or whatever's in the legs at that stage that, yep. uh, yeah, just walking. And once you get to a, a gradient that steep anyway, walking's more efficient, I find, than, than trying to run. So the yep. amount of time you might get from running um it's not really worth it in the end which is why you'll see a lot of trail guys on the mountains do a lot of power hiking because it's it's a better way to get up those steep hills anyway yep yeah i reckon um yesterday i went up to fernie and uh i practiced a few hills and there was one hill right at the end that was like that and i was i just i felt so oh so inefficient running up it like i felt like i should be walking but it was almost this this mental thing where i was like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna be weak if i if I start walking. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say the same thing because yeah. we've come from that background where we yeah. think walking's uh, like well, you failed. Yeah. So it takes a little while to, to go, how oh, it's actually not such a bad thing. And yeah. it's actually faster. You wouldn't think so, but um, because we've been brought up that way, it's just, it does, it seems like a failure, but yeah. You know, trail running, you've, you've kind of got to get used to it, unfortunately. Yep. Yeah, well, um, and then when you ran um, the course record, uh, what did that feel like? So was it It was four hours and three seconds, wasn't it? Um, it was four, yeah, I'm not sure what the seconds were, but yep. um, yeah, it was four hours. Yep. Um, I did go in knowing what the course record was, yep. so I had that in the back of my mind, and um, it was at about half an hour to go, I thought I was pretty well underneath it, Yep. But then you just you just never can take anything for granted because then I hit those stairs and and then you have a bad patch and you go, oh, okay, I'm probably not going to get it now. And yep. So you go through lots of ups and downs in that sense. But I think with 3K three, three to go, I knew I was I was going to get under. And then I sort of thought, oh, maybe I can get under four hours. But um, again, when you get to a certain amount of 
fatigue and tiredness, you don't you suddenly stop caring what the clock says and you just want yeah. to finish and you just it just doesn't matter. Just but um, it, it was nice to it was nice to get the record, of course. But yep. um, yeah, yeah, once you get to that point, you you sort of just lose focus and it just doesn't matter anymore. Yep. And you had um um Joshy Papanikolaou um um as the drink water boy drinks boy yeah 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 good so he's looked after me on almost every one of my ultras now actually and yeah it really makes a difference having a good support crew so if you can get drinks and gels and ice and um, various things more often then you don't have to obviously carry as much stuff which is um, is helpful because I I'm not a big fan of the running pack yep. so I don't want I don't like starting with one and a half liters of fluid or um, it's better if I can just have half liter at a time, just switch it out more often. But it's it's also a bit of a tricky course in that sense because you've got to be quick if you're in the support crew. So getting from point to point, you don't have much time. So you've, you've got to be sort of well prepared. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think last year they missed me at one or two points as well. But um, that's just logistics. It's, yeah, it's a bit tricky in a race that's so short too. Yep. Yeah, and, he, he, and Josh is quite good at it too. Like he's pretty organised, and um, yeah, right. yeah, we've we've done a few now. So, so he did the first time with me uh, when I started the ultras, probably two years ago now. And since then, he's come to New Zealand and um, done two bays and done uh, Surf Coast Century twice now. So yeah, he's he's very good at it. Tell us about. Um, uh, I want to just talk about two more things. Like, yeah, yeah. how how did New Zealand go? Um, six weeks after two days um physically i was fine by then so i had recovered okay yeah i didn't have a good race in other ways though so i had lots of stomach issues which at the time i wasn't really sure what had caused them yeah um, and then i was quite sick for about a month afterwards and wasn't sure what was happening and eventually i ended up having a gastroscope i was that sick to try and find out what the cause of all my, my stomach yep. problems were. And that was all negative. And then I've turns out I'm allergic to some sort of preservative or additive in a certain food. And uh, it's a funny story actually, because before Tarawira, I'd been going to this pizza joint in town yeah. and we'd been eating there oh, every second or third day. They had this pizza deal on cheap pizzas. So <laughs> we would often, um, we would finish the this Tuesday session around the lake and pop in and have a pizza. And something in that pizza was making me sick, which I didn't realize at the time. So I'd eat the pizza. I'd be sick for two days. And as soon as I would just start to get better again, I would pop back and get another pizza. So the cycle just kept going on and on. And I was sick for, for ages until I eventually figured out what it was. And so that led into Tarawira. And then I had something there as well, which made me sick. And yep. um, whether that was the cause of me having issues on the day, I'm not sure, but um I couldn't hold any food down for that race. So I started vomiting at about 30 Ks. And from then on, didn't have any fluid or gels or food for the next 26 Ks. Um, and then still, with still another 44 Ks to go. There was no way I was finishing that race. Yeah. And any sort of respectable condition anyway. So it was um, unfortunately I had to pull out, which is the only time I've had to pull out of a, a race so far, which is just a bit disappointing. Especially had a pretty long career too. Yeah, um, but again, that's the, the nature of ultra marathons as well. You you never know what's going to happen in a race that's four hours plus long. You can 
be as well prepared as you want, think everything's down pat, and then something like a, a stomach issue can just really um, throw you back. So you just you just never know. You've got to expect everything. And you also had a bit of a heart scare as well, didn't you? Yeah, um, a few times. I've I've had a couple of little things going on with the heart for a long time, but I never sort of knew what they were. But after a training run about a year and a half ago, I was just um, in seeing the wife who was working at hospital, and I was having some um, some discomfort arrhythmias, and then I thought, oh, I may as well just get a quick ECG while I'm at work. And I was in AF at the time, so my heart rate was going from 60 to 180 to 110 and all over the place. So I ended up getting admitted and I was in hospital for a day um, trying to get that heart sorted. And eventually it came back to normal with a couple of uh, medications and whatnot. But uh, I was 21 hours in AF before it eventually reverted. Um, Still not sure why that happened. It hasn't happened again since. Um, But yeah, occasionally I've had that happen twice now. So Okay. Still not really sure why. I think it's related to training really hard when I'm not fit. So it's a bit of a yep. an, a strange one because I often go from periods of very little training to very heavy training. Um, yeah, and you train pretty hard when you do train hard. Yeah, I'm not I'm not afraid to sort of go from 40k a week to 160, and then at, I think the heart's not quite ready for that and. On the two occasions it's happened, it's usually been after I've jumped the mileage up really quick. So at least I think I know why it happens now and I'll try and avoid okay. it in the future, yeah. And then um, with Surf Ghost this year, um, you came back for a second time. You've won it both both years that you've done it. But you were pretty, particularly impressive um, this year. Um, tell us about um, your experiences there. Yeah, so I, I came back to that run because I loved it the first year. It was my first 100K, and the event itself was really great. Course is really good, um, and I was happy to win that year. It was really great, but um, I think I knew after doing it the first time that I could come back and run quicker. Um, so the eight, I had the eight-hour mark on my, on my mind coming in, and that was sort of my sole aim, really. Of course, still to win the race as well, but I really wanted to get under eight hours and set a course record there that I was happy with myself and um, it went pretty well this year. So obviously I knew the course after the year before and there was a couple of things I changed this year that, that went a lot smoother than they did the first time around and um, nutrition was good and didn't get lost this year, which helped as well. And um, just all around had a good day and dipped under by three minutes. So I'm pretty happy with how that sits now and I don't have really any driving ambitions to get back uh, yep. at this stage unless uh, unless someone pops in and breaks the record, then, uh, then I might have to come back. <laughs> it was 7 hours 57. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 7.57. First year was 8.16. Jeez, that's ridiculous. So, yeah, 19 minutes quicker. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, a bit more experience, um, tinkering with a few things that can add up to a bit of time over eight and a half hours, eight hours. What did you change between the two years that felt like you really made a difference over the trails um i think running the distance before so you just got an idea of what it's going to feel like yeah um knowing the course is huge as well so i went into that first year blind as well never never ran the course didn't know a thing about it and then second year around obviously i knew every bump every hill and where they 
where they were on the course. That course is quite difficult uh, once you get to about the 60K mark. So between 50 and 70, I really struggled in the first year, not knowing that the hills that were coming up. But this year I was sort of more ready for them and took a bit more time at my aid stations as well to make sure I had enough fuel and I was hydrated well for the next 50K. Um, also, I didn't get lost. So first year I, I took a wrong turn and lost, uh, I think it was six minutes or eight minutes. Yeah, okay. Um, or that didn't happen and I wore better footwear this year too. So Yeah, didn't you wear the Zoom flies first year? Yeah, yeah. So coming from the road road background, I didn't know much better at that stage. So I, I had three falls that year. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't manage to fall at all. So that also... What, what did you use this year? I ran in the peg trails. Yeah. So I didn't even exist back then, but uh, they were a perfect shoe for that race. Yeah, okay. Because um, it can be a bit slippery from... That fifty to seventy k mark as well. So yeah, well, yeah, okay. Um, oops, sorry, breaking up a bit. Still got you. Yep, got you. Um, yeah. So then, um, now what's next? Like, so you've done those trails. Um, you're still in two minds about two bays with young Sienna um, being just four months old and, and being a father. Uh, have you thought about perhaps returning to comrades or, or doing any, is there anything else that, you know, feels like unfinished business um, for Ash Watson? Uh, comrades definitely does feel a bit like unfinished business. I would yep. love to get back there again. Yeah. Um, that was my first ever ultra. So I had really little experience at the time. For that one and although it went well it went very well for my first ever race i i definitely know i can run a lot faster there so uh, i really believe i could run a top 10 uh, if all things went well in the future because where were but, you 26th or 25th 25th yep yeah so that's pretty impressive anyway yeah 606 i ran for the uphill year which is good uh not too bad but i, I went in with a goal nine okay uh, I think yeah. our year was 87K. 87, yep. Yeah, so I went in with the ambitious goal of top 20 and sub six. Um, yep. And I was pretty close to both, so I did finish quite happy, but I definitely think there's a lot more room for improvement. I could run a lot faster if I had my time around again, but again, depends on the, the family situation. And uphill yep. years, I think, are my strong suit. So, What is it this year? Or oh, next um, year? I think it's down next year. Yeah, okay. And then up again after that, obviously. So we'll see. So I think Dion Finocciario, I think he's um, aiming to do it next year. Oh, great. Yeah, no, I think he did, he did um, talk to me about it a couple of years ago. Yeah. said he was going to have a go at it. So, um, yeah, that sort of course should suit him well, I'd say. Yeah, especially he's pretty good at downhill. <laughs> yeah, which I think is the year he's going for. So, yeah, that, yep. that'll be good. And he's yeah. got a bit of ultra experience already too, so yeah, um, I'm sure I'm sure he'll go well. Now, what? Like I'm interested. Like you said, you only carry 500 mils, or, or you try to just carry a half half pack of fluid on on your back because you don't like carrying too much. Like, what do you actually have in there? Like, like um, listeners probably don't know that you've you um love your Pepsi. Um, <laughs> do you have? Do you still make your own concoctions? Like your yeah um, Pepsi with your electrolytes and. The nutrition's changed a lot over the years. Um, okay. 
So at the start, I kind of just did experiment with with whatever, a bit of bit of a soft drink, a bit of sports drink, and didn't really think too much uh, about it at the time. But I've sort of refined it since. So I think my my plans would be better now. And I ran Surf Coast Century just with uh, a handheld bottle. So that was the first time I tried that. So mm-hmm. uh, that was that's 600 mils at a time, and I'd literally carry that the entire way. And then every yeah. Roughly 10k's, I'd switch out for a new one. So I just have two on the go and then carry one, switch it out, get down my crew um, yep. to, to make up a new one and then switch out that way. So um, now, nowadays, I use Tailwind. So it's a pretty mm-hmm. popular, pretty popular drink amongst trail runners in particular. It sits quite well with my stomach. It's what's it, 50 grams per 600 mils I use. So two scoops. Yeah. Um, and it's quite easy on the guts too. So I've had a bit of issues. I find with uh, things like Morton these days that they're a bit sweet for me. Uh-huh. And when I have that sort of strength mix, it just doesn't sit too well in the guts. Even though Morton is designed well for the guts, it's, it's a bit too strong for me. So 50 grams every sort of 10K, so every 40 minutes odd, um, seems to go well with me. And I don't really have any um, any food or gels even now, just liquid. Yeah, okay. Um, so for the hundred K I had one gel. Yep. And I think four and a half liters of tailwind mm-hmm. and a few Red Bulls too, actually. <laughs> so, really? Yeah. So at about the 60, 80, 90 K mark, I have some Red Bull as well, just to sort of give you wings. Yeah. Yeah. Well, more or less <laughs> just a bit of caffeine and just sort of get yep. going a little bit and just something else to look forward to too. Cause if you're drinking four and a half liters of the same. Yeah stuff over and over it does yep. get a little bit, bit fatiguing yeah yeah but, um, that works and it's just it's just simple that way so one drink carbs electrolytes all in one don't have to worry about carrying too much stuff um it's just simple nice hmm. well I've, i reckon i've taken way too much of your Sorry, guys, as you heard, the recording cut out then and there between Ash and I on the night we tried to record this. The software was playing up a little bit, uh, whether it was the the New Zealand-Australia uh, podcast attempt, I'm not sure. But as you heard, we're rounding up the interview anyway, and uh, there was a lot of pearls of wisdom from Ash there. Uh, thanks, Ash, and now I'll go on to my training week. week two of my recording of my build towards the two bay 66 trail run uh, in January next year Uh, it's been a good week and a bad week so far I've had to can my run this morning it's Wednesday morning currently I'm just driving to work sucking a hydrolyte icy pole actually because I've actually been really dehydrated I think or I've had a bout of food poisoning or gastro since Monday night um, and I put it down to probably yeah, um, really pushing myself uh, um, up at Fernie on the Sunday running the furthest I've ever run so yeah really learning from this trail running business um, I did three hours and five minutes of running on Sunday uh, and um, yeah have felt, felt pretty shocking um, since Monday afternoon sort of night um, yeah 
I either ate something funny or, yeah, really got severely dehydrated. Probably under underrated um, my long run and didn't, didn't value hydration during or after. And I think I've really suffered consequences for the last couple of days. So I canned my session that I had planned for this morning and I'm going to delay it till Friday, uh, which is probably, a, I mean, it was really hard to do. Like I felt like I was being weak and letting myself down by not doing it today. I even, uh, you know, was lying in bed this morning feeling so fatigued and uh, whole body tired that I, I might not even run today and maybe that'd be a good thing. But I still ended up getting up and kept going and, and did a 90-minute real easy, really slow, and, and that's what my running's been like the last couple of days, just a lot of slow running, just trying to let the body recover um, while I'm still moving and, and still still getting a bit of stimulus in the legs, but but not really grinding it. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, it's, really, it's really hard to do to have a rest day as a runner. Um, I suppose you get addicted and obsessed with it all, um, and then you also... You also think that you're yeah, letting yourself down if you don't don't run. So, I mean, it was a smart move by um, changing my week around, um, and I'll I'll um, do another recording before I release this on Friday to let us let us all know how Friday goes, um, um, and hopefully I'm, I'll come good by then. Uh, but yeah, going back to Saturday, uh, I like I said um, had a good friend's wedding. Um, Saturday afternoon, so Saturday morning I got up early and uh, ran with uh, Remy and um, we just uh, ran along Seaford Foreshore. Uh, it's a beautiful little beach trail and I just did an hour, covered about 12k and a bit over and uh, ran in sort of 44s. Felt pretty good and I knew that was going to be my only run, which I was I wasn't too worried about um, that was going to be my only run for the day because I had the wedding in the afternoon. Um, but I had a big day the day before um, doing the 1K on, 1K off session on the on the hill in Devil Bend on Friday that I covered last week. Uh, so, yeah, it was going to be a, a recovery day. And I knew burning was going to be pretty hard um, on Sunday morning. Anyway, went to the wedding, uh, had a really, really good afternoon and, and night. And, um, yeah, let... We, um, Jess and I and, um, and a few of our friends, um, yeah, yeah, let our hair down a little bit and had a, had a few red wines and, um, yeah, it was a really great night. I uh, still got home by 11.30, still had a really good sleep and, and then got up by, uh, seven, seven o'clock and then, um, yeah, left by 7.15 to run the 5Ks from Alinda to, where I was going to meet uh, Dion Finocciario and Mark Gerges, uh for a, for their two-hour long run um, up at Burnie. So I sort of covered half an hour before I met them and and then um, ran with them for two hours uh, through the trails, the lovely trails of Burnie Creek, and and then ran back home uh, to Linda where we were staying at an Airbnb with Maddie, Maddie Jess's sister. And... Um, yeah, I, I had a great run with those guys, and uh, I started off pretty slow because uh, there's quite a few steep hills, um, and uh, was covering like six minute k's, and then sort of got going with those guys, and we we're rolling sort of 440, 450 k pace for them, and 
and then I ran back uh, the 4Ks to the Airbnb and there's one particular hill um, that I mentioned with Ash just before uh, that I felt like I wanted to walk up but I kept running up but that was good practice at 35k because that went for about a k and I think I dropped a 6 minute k uh, there uh, but yeah I was pretty glad to finish that run that was pretty fatiguing and tiring and a lot of undulations. I think I did about 900 metres of climbing uh, in the 36 k's that I did, and um, and then I uh, after that we we went we went back home actually, and just and I did a bit of a working bee at home and did a bit of a backyard blitz and uh, did a bit of weeding and uh, tried to yeah lawn mowing and tried to get our backyard looking a bit better rather than the jungle that it is right now. And then, um, yeah, I suppose, because I did that, and then I um, went to mum and dad's, and we had a nice dinner there, and I, I, I had some kombuchas, and I had some ginger beer, but I, I just really, um, I suppose ginger beer and soft drinks not that good for hydration, and I, I was sort of thinking that that was hydrating me, but it, it obviously didn't, because uh, Monday I woke up fine, went to work, I was pretty knackered and tired after a big weekend. Went to work, worked, caught up with um, Jess, uh, Jess Dunsmore and Lockiano um, from the Run Culture House. Um, yeah, the guys I train and uh, we went for a Monday Arvo run for about, uh, I did 70 minutes, they did 50 minutes, just along the seat of again and we rolled pretty slowly, like we did about 450. Um, but I was feeling absolutely shocking, like no energy, really tired, um, and a bit queasy actually, like I felt like I'd eaten something funny, like I even questioned the meat pie that I had for, for lunch uh, that day from the, the canteen near work, or the bakery near work, thought I might have got a bit of food poisoning, um, anyway, finished a run and got home and had a had a quick chat to Ash Watson because um, that was the only chance I was going to be able to uh, line up a chat with him before uh, I could get this podcast out. So forced myself to do that, but was actually not feeling the best during the chat. Straight after the chat, had a quick, quick um, chat to Jess, and I just said, "Look, I mean, I'm going to go to bed here. I can't even have dinner." And so I went to dinner, and I started shivering, um, and my whole body was aching. Uh, and yeah, my tummy just felt really like I had diarrhea or gastro, felt a bit nauseous and, and sick, but never spewed up. Ended up getting a bit of diarrhea, uh, but uh, so je- anyway, I was, I was lying in bed trying to go to sleep. I just couldn't go to sleep like, for two hours. I was, I was hot, but then I was cold. Um, yeah, I didn't know what temperature I was. Uh, and uh, I, I just felt like, yeah, I obviously um, was either dehydrated or had some kind of um, fever um, and uh, tummy tummy bug. Um, so anyway, Jess got me some Hydrolyte and some Panadol and that worked a treat. So another hour or two after having the Hydrolyte and the Panadol, I got um, some really good sleep. Um, it was a bit broken, like I woke up two or three times throughout the night uh, I think about three o'clock I had some more Panadol and Hydrolyte and Hydrolyte Icypole. Um, Jess was a bit of a saviour that night and um, yeah, and then that definitely made me feel better. So 
sort of came to the conclusion that, okay, maybe I'll just severely dehydrated, like dangerously dehydrated. Um, so um, I, I set about trying to have more water, um, yeah, for Tuesday um, during the day and eat really well. Uh, I ended up training the young boys I, I coached Tuesday morning and, and still didn't feel quite right, but good enough to work. So trained them and... Uh, and then did a bit of work throughout the day and, and still got a half an hour jog out in the morning and then a 60 minute jog out in the afternoon. Uh, and then I, I still got a 90 minute jog out this morning, but all very slow and all, all very, yeah, a little bit lethargic and tired. Um, like I bit malnourished and um, just didn't have any energy. So I've just been really careful the last couple of days to not overdo it. So that I can, um, yeah, replenish and, and hopefully um, come good for, yeah, either Friday or, or the weekend or maybe I've just got to be sensible and, and not have a hard one this week. Uh, I suppose the learning process from this is, um, yeah, the trail running is a bit of a different stimulus and because you're on your feet for longer, it is going to take a bit more out of me than I thought. Um, so I'm putting it down to Sunday being harder than I thought and then, you know, I just got in the backyard and just worked through it, and um, maybe I've got a, I've definitely got to um, value hydration a bit better. And uh, I did wear two shirts, um, so I was layered with two layers, and so I did sweat more than I thought um, during the Sunday run. Uh, I mean, I it could have been that meat pie, but I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think um, I might have just pushed myself. So. Um, yeah, just got to be real careful the next couple of days um, to recover. And then hopefully I can get a good workout done on Friday. Um, and then I've got another long run planned on Sunday. But as in saying that, I'm going to just listen to my body because, um, uh, yeah, like um, uh, Brad Croker on Inside Running says, stress is stress and um, it doesn't matter where it's coming from. Uh, so at the moment I am stressed um, because um, I'm a bit depleted and you know because I didn't hydrate enough and so um, and that's that's made me feel very you know fatigued and lethargic and and um, lack energy. So I've got to appreciate that. Try to get my energy up over the next couple of days so that I'm I'm good to go and um, I can have I can start um, doing the sessions that I that I want to because I did have planned uh, a 90 minute. Uh, tempo at 340s along Seaford wetlands this morning and uh, waking up this morning like I knew that that wasn't the right option like I just knew like my body wasn't ready for it so made the right call hopefully I can do something like that on Friday it might not be the exact session just appreciating where I'm at and then um, yeah hopefully I can um, just piece together like a slow long run on um, at Cape Shanks or over the two base trails on Sunday uh, I mean all in all, the fact that I've still been able to keep running is a good thing um, and I've just made sure my heart rate hasn't gone too high during the runs and I've just felt like I've turned the legs over more than anything rather than really fatigue myself and once my energy comes back I'll, I'll be good to go again. But I think this is good to document because it's sort of the ebbs and flows of being a distance runner and training for an event and not everything goes to plan so I wanted to document this and let everyone know that yeah that's that's just how it is like it's not all um you know uh, rainbows and, and roses like it's not 
it's not all just um, positives. Um, there's a lot of times where um, you don't feel right and, and then it's about making the right decisions. And, and I'm not the best at that, I admit that, even though I know better, it's a common thing. Like what we know and what we do is, is as distance runners uh, are sometimes contradictory and um, it's hard. It's probably harder today to, to not run hard than, than to than to run easy and what was even harder still was to even have a rest day rather than run at all so you know maybe I should have had a rest day today um, that would have been the smarter option uh, most likely and probably the better option but you've got that little um, nagging sort of um, voice inside your head where you're like nah gotta keep going gotta keep going you're not doing your best if you're not and yeah but that's that's something that um, there's a difference between training hard and training smart and uh it's always that, that sort of battle battle that we have, that inner, inner, inner talk that we have in our head where we're sort of deliber- deliberating uh, whether we're just being lazy and, and, and um, taking the easy option or whether we're being smart. And I think as distant trainers and keen distant trainers, often often we, um, if you feel like you need a rest day or an easy day, often you do uh, uh, because... Uh, you always do want to run, so or you always feel like you need to go for a run. So if you're that way inclined, I think if you feel like you need an easy day, then you probably do. So uh, that's that's why I've had a couple of easy days trying to get right, and uh, hopefully when I report back on Friday, um, things are going a bit better. All right, chat then. And another Friday, and I'm glad that one's done. That one was... Oh, well, I mean, I wasn't looking forward to it, just like last Friday. But this time, for different reasons. So last Friday, my Achilles were a little bit sore. Uh, Today, my Achilles were a bit better. Still a bit sore. But it was more, I was... I was... I mean, I I thought I was better, but I wasn't sure. Um, So I sort of um, did my warm-up... this morning on Friday and, you know, rolled around at 5.51s, not feeling too good because pretty early in the morning at 8 o'clock, just at Seaford Wetlands and just did 10 minutes and then uh, to sort of boost my morale and, and uh, sense of fitness um, and feeling of goodness, I put my next percenters on and uh, it was pretty warm so, um, yeah, um, just had the heart rate monitor on and no singlet um, and generally that sort of yeah makes me feel pretty fast and um, pumped up to to run well and did a few quick little strides and drills and still felt pretty rubbish but went out and hit the first k in uh oh well like the first 200 meters was at 330s and straight away i was like okay well i'm in a bit better um uh condition than i gave myself credit and yeah, started started hitting, um, I wanted to hit 340s for 90 minutes and uh, in the end I hit 345s um, for 25k, so about 94 minutes. Um, and I sort of made a decision after about 2k when, when the k's were, they weren't coming as easy as I wanted, but they were still coming easy enough. Um, but 345s just seemed like the right right kind of pace today. So just coming off that um, rubbish front half of the week where I've been recovering from 
you know, pretty bad dehydration and and maybe it was about about a gastro and uh, I, yeah, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, uh, but yeah, pretty wrapped with the run today and and the purpose of the run was to start getting into some marathon training and just that headspace and just that like you know at 12k no matter how um slow or fast you go in um 345s i mean it's not it's not my marathon pace it's slower but at the same time it's this uncomfortable pace where where it's sort of like oh like today i quite happily could have stopped at 12k um but i just wheeled myself on to the 25k and mentally it's great practice and it gives you confidence for um yes well it's going to give me confidence for two bays uh, I was pretty even if you look at my splits they were all around 345 pretty much every k uh, and my heart rate was a little bit high but I'm not surprised that I averaged 170 uh, for 345s which I think normally I'd, I'd probably be in the 160s um, I wouldn't be surprised if I was low 160s normally so shows that I'm still recovering a little bit I feel pretty good though now I'm making sure I rehydrate and and replenish and um, recover well. I'm going to have a real easy day tomorrow. Then I'll go to Cape Shank on Sunday and and do a long run, about 38, 40k, um, real slow, just over um, some over the course, uh, over the two bays course. Um, I'll try to go from the lighthouse towards Arthur's Seat and maybe not cover the hill, but and then come back. So cover a fair bit of territory, but but yeah, not the hilly hilly part. Uh, yeah, and then so how did I know whether to do the session or not today? Well, yesterday, on Thursday, um, I really, really came good. So the, in the morning, I still was burping and um, yeah, felt a bit sort of sore in my tummy um, during the run and did 7Ks, but suddenly I was able to finish an average 4.58s um, with the same effort that I was rolling around 5.30s um, the previous two days. So. I was suddenly 30 seconds per K quicker at the same perceived effort. Um, so, like, I knew I was coming good and I was starting to feel better. Uh, straight after that morning run yesterday, I went to the chemist and got some probiotics. Uh, I've had a really good experience with probiotics in the past after a bout of gastro. Like, whenever I've got that sore tummy um, and when I've gone through, like, a bit of diarrhoea and... Um, yeah, just that feeling of depletedness. Um, restoring my uh, gut, um, good bacteria, um, really seems to do something for me. And I mean, when someone told me about that a few years ago, I was like, oh yeah, as if. Um, but then I did it and it and it really helped. And um, once again, it really helped yesterday and today. Uh, by the evening after work, I was, I did a hour run out of Box Hill because I was watching um, Jess Dunsmore and Lockie Eno have a race at the White Horse um, track meet. Um, and I did an hour at 426s just around the 1K uh, track they've got there out at Box Hill, just um, 500 metres from Ahagana's Reserve. And it was rolling real comfy and um, felt great. So, you know, it was, I, was, um, I was doing um, a pace that, you know, it was unachievable the two days before at the same effort. Um, so yeah, I knew I, I knew I was on the up, and so that made me decide that yep, I'm going to do the session on Friday. 
and really it wasn't until I was out there this morning that I decided what I was going to do so I sort of set out and I was like I'm quite happy to do 60 minutes I'm quite happy to do 20k I'm quite happy to do 25k um, like I'll just see how I feel and and I sort of just um, changed the pace a bit after 2k's when I was like nah 340s is just overreaching a little bit today and let's just appreciate where I'm at um, and, and I thought you've got to do that I think um, you've got to take your current condition into account and not always think of your best and where you have been and and I think um, the more you do that the more likely you are to be consistent and, and, and get to where you want to get quicker uh, well that's been my experience anyway and to me that makes it makes a lot of sense because you you're sort of appreciating that there's um, a lot of extra stresses that are um, at play um, in your life and um, and uh, I'm not just I'm not just going okay well let's just train how I set myself to train and not appreciate that um, I didn't recover very well after Sunday so I took it into account and just adjusted the pace by five seconds a K and felt great out there really like it's always going to be hard to run um, yeah 25 Ks at, at uh, 345s um, Seaford wetlands it's just a 5k loop up and back up and back so it was pretty repetitive um, it was sort of like five by 5k um, out there just on this nice asphalt pretty favorable flat course it wasn't too windy out there it's pretty quick actually um, so it wasn't very specific in a way to trail running but the effort was a really good sustained effort and um, the time I was out there was really good in terms of I feel the the systems that you need to train for uh, for longer running um, and even just headspace and confidence you know that you can sit, keep sort of plugging away when it comes late in the race and then the other thing um, why did I run at 345s instead of you know something a bit more specific to 322s which is um, my Berlin um, PB marathon pace uh, well I mean it's just training and, um, and I'm just starting my uh, marathon prep and uh, like if we, if we train really specifically and hard at marathon pace all the time then how are we going to back up in two days and do a 40k long run so it's taking the whole week into account and I definitely reckon um, at 340s um, I'm actually getting better at um, uh, running efficiently um, at at a pace that uh, is probably more specific to trail running really um, so you know my average for the trail run is likely going to be like in the, in the mid fourth fours um, uh, so uh, why why hit like 320s um, you're probably better off hitting you know the 340s for a sustained period of time and it's low risk because I'm going to be better able to back up um, nonetheless I still will hit some quicker stuff because I think that's important because it means that um, I'm more efficient and I don't lose lose what little speed I have um, so but um, that's what I decided to do this week so you know, other than a whole heap of jogging and recovering after the 36k long run at the Dandenongs on Sunday, um, this was sort of my main main session, that 25k's at 3:45. So glad I got it done, and and I'm going to do just a couple of easy jogs tomorrow, whether it's um, a couple of 35 minuters or a couple of 40 minuters, 
um, or a 30 and a 60, something like that anyway. And then I'll do, yeah, 38 to 40 Ks at Cape Shank on Sunday. All right, that's me over and out. Um, I'll be back next Friday with another update with how my prep's going for two bays. Hope you're enjoying it. All right, bye. A quick plug just to finish. I'm actually a running physiotherapist by trade. So I've been a physiotherapist since 2009. So a good 10 years now. I work from Southern Suburbs Physio Centre in Parkdale three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then I also work from home in Frankston on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So if you want to book in with me at Southern Suburbs, just go onto the Southern Suburbs website online or call 95842000. And if you want to book with me on at home in Frankston, then just go to my website and you can book online. Uh, a bit about my experience as a running physiotherapist, I've gone on the last six years of World Cross Country Teams. So that's a event that's on every two years. So I've done the last three versions of that um, as the physiotherapist for the Australian team at the World Cross Country. So the, last year I went to Denmark, I've been to Uganda and I've been to China with that team. I've also been to Flagstaff three times in 2015, 16 and 19 as a physiotherapist for um, a, a distance running camp funded by AFS Australia. Last year, it was mainly consisted of the Paralympic distance team that were training for the Doha World Championships. So I've had a lot of experience with elite runners and through my experience at the clinic, I have, my caseload now is about 60% runners. So I've either seen most running injuries or had most running injuries myself. And so I, I now am quite a competent running physiotherapist and I back myself in terms of, you know, most injuries and, and knowing what to do and, and diagnosing and, and uh, yeah, so if you've got any running pains or troubles that are really getting you down, then don't feel afraid to give me a call. All right, that's enough from me. See you guys.